We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. going on everybody and welcome back to another episode of no other pod hopefully we'll get a victory pod before this uh 2019 ends but we got one more shot um don't get dan (laughs) he's dan i'm jimmy dan another week another not win i almost said loss but it wasn't a loss (laughs) just kind of felt that way how you doing yep uh doing good man doing good we continue to see goals scored at home by both teams, so uh, we we just don't we just aren't getting it done at home. This year has been very frustrating, and I think that game is ind- indicative of exactly how we felt all year. So I'm sure you all are feeling the same same way. But uh, one more game in the season, brother, and then we can have a long off season and and recharge our batteries and get things going next year. Yes, sir. We have an opportunity to play spoiler. For FC Dallas on Decision Day? I hope we do. I hope we do, too. I don't need a... That's always fun. Yeah. I don't I don't need to see them in the playoffs. I don't care about them. And I what think if, at this point, we what can if just we ruin helped, it. What if we helped Colorado get in there? That'd be nuts. Yeah. It's uh, it's one... There's, you know, a very strange scenario where, where they can get in. Um, yeah, like a 1% of, chance. Yeah. It involves, you know... San Jose, I think, has to lose. Dallas has to lose. Portland has to win, or not Portland, uh, Colorado has to win. Um, but you know, it hey, it can happen. So uh, who knows? Decision Anything day. Possible. Decision day will be fun. It'll be crazy, even if there's no playoffs for, for Sporting KC. So twelve games at three p.m. Central. That's gonna be fun stuff, man. And uh, don't have to worry about it overlapping with the Chiefs because they play Sunday night. There you go. Prime time. See, uh, see Mahomes oh, hey. in action. Yes, sir. Mahomes in pri- primetime Mahomes. Hey, dude, we got a couple <laughs> new reviews, man. Let's uh, let's read them. You want the good one or the bad one? Ah, uh, you know. We so rarely get bad ones. Let's start with the bad one. We'll talk about you it. go with the bad address one? Address it, and we'll finish on a high note. All right. Good call. Good call. Check us out, man. This is from Scotty Doesn't Know. That Scotty Doesn't Know. one-star review and meant to leave five <laughs> stars is what I can assume. But it says, this is a hard listen. The idea is there. The effort, however, needs work. I don't begrudge super fans getting into the podcast game, but these guys seem to be winging it a bit too much. 
Keep trying, but the pod needs more focus and less sidebar convos. End scene. Now, Jimmy, I'm not I'm not one to get bitter. We know that's a lie. I'm a bitter bitch. <laughs> but I'm just thinking, I'm not going to bash this because I love criticism, dude. I love uh, uh, getting that kind of feedback. But if it sounds like we're winging it, we kind of are with some of these conversations. We have a general idea of what we want to talk about, but we're free-flowing, man. And 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 you guys, you don't know how much it takes to put on a weekly podcast. You know what I mean? Jimmy Jimmy does most of the grunt work unless he's out of town. I mean, what, what do you have to do every week, dude? I Well, I mean, I know what you have to do. I've done it. Yeah, it's, it's it, a couple hours of work. It, it takes a few, at least a few hours a week. I mean, you know, we, as you said, we don't have a script of what we're going to talk about word for word. We have, you know, we uh, do a little bit of prep ahead of time, trying to, you know, see. Oh, okay, just so a what, little bit. Well, I begrudge <laughs> that, sir. I begrudge yeah, that. Well, first off, let me just say it does not surprise me that someone that uses the word begrudge, not ironically, does not like our podcast. Um, well, but now I worry. I worry about putting him down like that because uh, I'm not putting him he, down. He might be listening. Hey, he might hey. be listening, and if he is listening, then he likes the podcast enough to come back and probably needs to go update his uh, review. <laughs> no, I'm not putting him down. I mean, the, the, what he, he sounds like he's just looking for something that is is a, a not our podcast, which is fine. Our podcast doesn't have to be for everybody. We we've yeah. you know if you've been with us from the beginning um, or or uh, somewhere along the way, the, a majority of the way, you know that we have always sort of said the the point of this podcast is not necessarily to be another analytical breakdown of the game. You know, we sometimes we get into that very you know, mm-hmm. surface level. Sometimes I'll bring up American soccer analysis because I like the work that they do. But there are other podcasts out there that do a very good job of doing a play-by-play tactical breakdown of sporting KC games. We don't need to do that, nor is that what we want to do. We want to bring a podcast from a fan perspective with a little bit of inside information. We get some. We have we have some some sources. We get some information out there. Um, we know some but, things. Yeah, but but you know our 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 purpose is to is to just have fun, talk about sporting KC in a way that we would if there weren't any microphones in front of us because that's literally how this started. Is you said we have these conversations right. anyway. Why not just record? Well, them? and if if you're looking at the reviews, I mean, you're going to see other people saying like, "It feels like I'm sitting around having a beer with my friends, talking soccer," and that's what I love. And it's like, dude, that's what we've tried to do. Yeah. And and this this review I feel like is not indicative of a one star review. I feel like we brought his order to his table too late, and he just gave our entire <laughs> restaurant one star on Yelp. And it's like, what the fuck? It's not indicative of our service. I don't yeah. get it. I, I've been saying indicative a lot lately. I, it sounds nice. <laughs> yeah, I don't begrudge you for saying indicative. Um, don't you but, dare begrudge me. <laughs> no, the the thing that just I don't mind criticism. I, I in fact, if people don't like the show. Or, or, or have suggestions I, I welcome him the thing that just sort of i was like eh, about this one is is when he said it's a lack of effort because i can t- i can promise you one thing you may not like the show the, the 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 tone the style may not be for you but i can promise you it's it's not for lack of effort you know we i i, I do spend some time going through mls news and and weeding out okay what are the big stories around the league we should talk about um making sure we know what's going on with sporting kc going into the locker room post-game press conferences trying to get that information then you know we spend at least an hour recording this and then it takes some time to edit and upload and all that stuff it's a it's a multi-hour thing every week so but it's fun and you know what it it, we don't get any money from it in fact we put money into this out of our own pockets because we like doing it so um hey if it's not for you um you know I'm sorry. Good luck. Hopefully, you find one that is, and if you give us another chance, hopefully, we can uh, we can win you over. So there you go. 
Thank you That's for the review right. anyway. We got our OGs, man. And and speaking of OGs, I think our man Bob left us a, a review. I'm gu- I'm guessing it's Bob. Well, shout out, name is Bob. Bellis. shout out to Bob. Bellis. Shout out to Bob because he gave shout us out, two free Omaha scarves. And you know Dude. he's he's given us um, he's given us some some Omaha scarves before uh, back when. Why is he like the nicest guy? I don't know. It's a good question. Um, he's given us some Omaha scarves before, you know, SKC Omaha boys, and, and I guess they're, they're going by Omaha Brigade now, which is cool. Um, yeah, got to be inclusive. But, I mean, he said there were, what, 35 of these scarves printed, and he grabbed two of them to give to us. Like, that's so cool. That's pretty cool, man. So We uh, uh, we didn't even tweet out a, we had to tweet out a picture of the scarves and, uh, and tag the brigade in there. Yeah, a whole bus of them came down for the game from Omaha to, yeah. to to come after we've already been eliminated. Like, shout out to them. That's awesome. So that's pretty cool. Well, if this is Bob, thank you. Uh, if it's not, still thank you. And I pro- apologize. I, I misspoke. But they said great podcast, five stars. Love listening to these guys talk about SKC. I love what they bring to the table, and look forward to hearing their take on the games and the team. I prefer the more personal and like friends quality of the show and yet still get up to date information about the team. Love the direction this pod is going by adding interviews with great guests. Keep up the great work. Dude, speaking of great guests, that one star review came after the the Andrew Weeby episode. Yo. What's that say about our boy Weeby? Maybe he just I mean, maybe like that Weeby. one star is not even for us. <laughs> well, people are taking some uh, some shots at Weeby this week. Did you see the Minnesota United video that they put out that was like their hashtag say shh which is like a weird like they thought people were doubting them and and then they like put in a cut of weeby saying how he didn't think they're going to be very good and they made a whole video about it now that they're in the playoffs so. <laughs> yeah i was like let's come on he loons. probably took it with a grain of salt too i yeah. mean he'll he'll eat the crow you know what i mean he doesn't care eat the loon um eat the loon <laughs> uh, yeah so first off you remember Minnesota, that song calm by tom green the bum bum song yes <laughs> remember when he's like he's like no not the loon like because the, there's a goddamn loon just yeah making a noise yeah. that's what that's all i think about when i hear about loons <laughs> i just yeah so hey you know poor weeby he's getting it from everywhere this week so shout out to weeby <laughs> so well damn i yeah i can only assume that bad review went to him and the good review went to us that's, so that's that's um, just science that's how it works so. Yeah, hey, this is it's probably too many sidebar conversations, man. We got to move it along. Yeah, we don't want people to begrudge us. Um, no, we go. <laughs> we don't go sidebar, man. Front bar. Here we go. Let's uh, just wait until we get into Coos Karaoke. It's going to be a long off season, folks. Oh, so get ready. That's, um, that's true. We're turning into a karaoke <laughs> pod. Maybe some comic books and some movies. You know. <laughs> oh, there will be movies. Um, Let's talk about this game. I mean, this was this was a game that I think we all wanted to win, even though we were already eliminated from the playoffs. Anytime Portland comes to town, we want to beat oh, Portland. Yeah. Um, anytime we go to Portland, Dude, we want to beat Portland. My boss is from Portland, and he was like, oh, if I knew they were in town, I would have went to the game. And I was like, shut up. <laughs> Just punch, shut your mouth. Punch your boss in the face like Roger punches people on the field. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's what I say. Left but, hook, Brad Davis. <laughs> but no, this 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 game, we had a chance to play spoiler for Portland. Um, you know they're they're still not totally in the playoffs. There's a chance they might miss it depending on how things go. But if we would have beaten them, it would have certainly 
made their chances at making the playoffs significantly tougher. Um, but I don't know. This was this was an interesting one from the moment the lineup was released again because for you know multiple games now you have Ilya Sanchez sitting back at center back instead of Graham Smith coming in. Um, Beasler was back from his red card suspension in this game, yet Peter Vermees still chose to have Botan Barat and Ilya Sanchez back there at center back. Um, that was interesting. We saw Buzio start in the midfield, sort of in that number 10 role. Um, and then, of Boy, course... Boy, was he excited to play. Yeah, yeah, man. I want to talk about him for sure. But uh, I don't know. Oh, you, yeah. you see this lineup, and then you see Portland's, and it's mostly a first-choice lineup, except for there's no Diego Valeri. Um, I don't know. how. I, I was feeling pretty good ahead of this game. I thought we had a pretty good shot. How about you? Oh, yeah, dude. And we came out of the gates hot. I was like, okay, we're going first first choice lineup here. I mean, telling these guys to, you know, prove their worth. And, and also giving the home crowd a little bit of a send-off. It's the last time you're going to see them at home. I mean, Peter knows that. From a money standpoint, you don't want to uh, play your backups, bring a bunch of swope guys in there. And I'll tell you what, the Cauldron and the South Stand, they were popping. Um, the East and West Stand had some patches of empty seats here and there, but... Uh, we still brought the we, we still brought the fun, man, and the support was there. Yeah, my dad was at the game. Um, he's visiting from yeah. out of town, and, and I brought him. Did he have we fun? Were, he did, yeah. We were in the South Stand, and, and he's not a huge soccer fan, but he enjoys going to the games when he's here. He did actually notice. He's like, oh, these, you know, the, the sections behind the goals are pretty full, but, you know, it was like 10 minutes before kick, and he was like, the, the sides aren't that full yet. And I was like, I'll fill in a little bit. But, yeah, it, it, it didn't quite get to uh, – get to full um i think the announced attendance was like seventeen thousand, which is probably a little bit of a stretch but um but yeah you're absolutely right skc seemed like they came to play gianluca buzio seemed like he came to play um yo i mean i I, dude seeing him play so well it's like someone's gonna offer us a lot of money for him and we're probably gonna take it and i'm gonna cry oh it's gonna be so sad but man this was i think his best game i think like in totality that I've seen him play right. for Sporting KC yet. He hit the goal twice. Like, he hit the post twice. Post and crossbar. Yeah, the first one came just six minutes in. Um, there was sort of a, a poor clearance from the Timbers' back line. Buzio took one touch and fired a laser from outside the box that froze, froze Steve Clark, the Timbers' goalkeeper. He had no shot. And this just dipped, and it went just right off the crossbar. And, you know, if it was six inches below, it would have been a goal. And I was like, oh, man, he's feeling it tonight. Um, yeah, dude's got a leg, too, man. I'm like, holy shit. That was uh, I, I, that would hurt your gloves if you, got, if you got some hands on it. Absolutely. So it was cool to see him step up and, and take advantage of his opportunity. Hopefully we'll see more of him next year. I mean, the dude's, what, 17 years old? He's so young. Um, oh yeah, but I think I think he's gonna hopefully. I know there's some. I saw some skepticism on Twitter out there. Uh, shout out to Drew Vanderplug. Um, he's not entirely convinced that Peter Vermees is gonna play Buzio as much as some of us would like. But hey, we'll see if Buzio plays like he did against the Timbers. I think we're gonna see quite a bit of him in 2020. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, things started to go awry a bit in the 28th minute um you know there was there was an errant pass from felipe that zussi had to try to keep in um the timbers got the ball in sporting casey's attacking half um and then it was sebastian blanco 
who sort of got a deflected ball, um, fired it into the top right corner. And I was a little harsh on Melia maybe at first because I said I'm not sure what Melia was doing that far out of goal when Barat had uh, the Timbers player with the ball covered. Looking at this, I still am not sure why, why Melia came that far out, but looking at this strike from Blanco, there's no way Melia was going to stop that even if he was in position. So, Yeah, man, that was that was struck very well. And uh, that's happened a few times to us this year too where the ball just kind of bounces around in the box a little bit no one clears it and uh they get a pretty crazy goal like that yeah that's what's been so frustrating i think about this all year um is if you were to like go listen to every one of peter vermee's post-game press conferences and i was in just about every single one at home this year um save one or two when i was out of town it's almost the same press conference every time because people like what's going on and he's like ah just you know, mental mistakes, things that, that we shouldn't be doing that we're doing that are, that are fixable that we, and, and for some reason every week, it just wasn't fixed. Um, dude, how about his post game with Carter on the field? Carter, Carter asks him, he goes, uh, is there anything you think you can take away from this game into next week and into your season finale? And he goes, not really. And that was (laughs) it. Just dead face. Not really. And Carter's just like, and, and Carter wasn't going to take just that, so he asked a follow-up question, I think. <laughs> but yeah. Peter was like, that's it. <laughs> I've, I mean, I don't envy Carter. Like, we talked to him. Go back and listen to that interview with Carter Augustine if you hadn't. Um, some really interesting stuff talking about him, you know, asking Peter Vermees questions, especially when he's in a bad it's mood. A tough job. I do not envy that in the slightest. Um, that's tough. I mean, I don't imagine that him and Peter go out for drinks or anything like that, so I don't. You know, I don't know what kind of friendship there is, but the dude just seems like an intimidating man. Carter works for the club, so I just have this funny image of, like, Carter walking into the office and, like, Peter's just, like, standing there staring at him as Carter, like, walks to his desk. And he's just, like, every time he comes around a corner, Peter's just, like, angrily looking at him. Um, (laughs) Or maybe maybe Carter's desk is just askew, just his shit's just thrown everywhere. (laughs) And he just looks in the corner and Peter's just, like, Standing, standing near the wall. Yeah, you just hear like the just psycho music him, playing. Like, yeah, he I, does uh, the he does the points at his eyeballs and then points at Carter. Yeah, um, meet the meet the Fockers. <laughs> no, I just I mean, look, it's scary enough sometimes asking Peter questions in the post game press conference after a loss, and that's even after he's had like 15, 20 minutes to calm down. Carter's there like the second the whistle blows. So yeah. That's tough, man. You're getting the first reaction, and story of the year, it's not a great reaction. (laughs) Um, Just a a few minutes after Blanco scored his goal, uh, Sporting KC did something that we've been kind of waiting to see all year. Johnny Russell to Christian Namath, goal. Like I think this was Namath's first goal since May, and it was a beautiful strike from Russell. Uh, The Timbers Twitter. people thought Johnny was offsides. Well, yeah, shout out to the Timbers Twitter who – passive aggressively posted from their official account a video and just wrote okay and then uh i'm looking at that and i'm like man this camera angle's not great i think he's onside and then uh offside modeling is an account on twitter where they do like actual modeling taking into account the geometry and camera angles and whatnot and they estimated that johnny was anywhere from five to ten inches onside so suck it portland huh well it works i mean and and he was right there in front of a uh, of referee like he was near that line judge so it's like 
whatever. I mean, he's not going to botch it right in front of you. Well, it is pro, so he might, but <laughs> but I it just all worked out, man. It was such a great strike from Johnny. It was finally a good run and a, and a shot put on target from Namath. Like I don't know. We don't score like that. We don't score many headers this year, so that was that was really neat. No, it was it was cool to see. Um, really enjoyed that. Uh, and I was like, okay, we're you know we're back one one. Anything can happen. Anything did happen because in the thirty fifth minute, Felipe committed a hard foul on Brian Fernandez. And he kind of got in his face and pointed. He was kind of like, that was for earlier. Because Fernandez did like a flop and was rolling around earlier. And it really frustrated Felipe in particular. So Felipe clearly... Fernandez yeah. popped right up. Well, so yeah, Felipe kind of points and yells at him. And, and Alan Chapman's trying to walk over there. He's going to give Felipe a yellow card. And Fernandez hops right up and gets right in his face. Does almost a little headbutt thing. Kind of tries to reach for his neck. That's when Roger comes in, does Roger things, and grabs Blanco by the neck. And then a whole, like, skirmish breaks out. This isn't anywhere in the highlights that I've seen, but what what you don't really see and what I could see and why I thought live, oh, Fernandez deserves a red card, is because after people kind of got over there and broke it up, Fernandez then went around the rest of the group after things had kind of calmed down and reengaged with Felipe and shoved him a second time. Um... I don't know how much you saw, huh. but when it all was said, I didn't sudden, see that. Yeah, that was when I, I tweeted Fernandez should be sent off for at least two yellow cards, and he ultimately was sent off. I, I think the reason that they said he was sent off was he kind of reached for Felipe's neck, so they said hands to the face. But I also think it would have warranted two separate yellow cards for that same incident, and he could have been sent off that way. So, well, it's interesting. I mean, I dude, I had to. Uh, I pulled up my phone. And brought up Fox Sports KC and started playing the video and rewound it a little bit just so I could, you know, see what the broadcast was showing. And I was like, oh, yep, there's Roger doing his uh, choking thing. Which, by the way, you know, Blanco's face when he got his hands wrapped around his neck, he, was, he had the fear of God in his eyes. He's like, oh, <laughs> shit, you're yeah. Roger Espinoza. I've heard of you. you. You are damn near close to the red card record. Well, folks, we're breaking records again. <laughs> yep roger espinoza 11 career red cards you know what that is that's most of any single player in mls history so congrats roger three three this year yeah it's uh what were the other games wasn't one new york city i don't remember i mean between red cards this year and injuries to him you know i just my favorite roger red card is still when he just punched brad davis in the face um yeah, and nothing came of it because there was no VAR. <laughs> yeah, I guess that you're right. I don't even think he did get a red card for that one, did he? I don't remember. I just no, remember seeing no one saw it. a clear punch to the face. Um, we all saw it, and it's like, dude, he's that player on our team that everyone probably hates. And if he was on any other team, I'd hate him. I mean, absolutely. It's, it's what he does, man. And the reputation has now been earned. They call him Red Card Roger. Well, now he's earned it. Yeah, I saw someone on Twitter arguing with the Cauldron saying Roger was not a club legend, and I'm like, get out of here. Like, he is so clearly going to be up in the sporting legends one day. Just because he got 11 red cards does not negate all of the good things that he has done <laughs> for this club. So Yeah, I, I would think so. He's uh, he's a big deal, and I, I think he's you know he's still got some years left if he stays healthy. Yeah, I think Roger, Beasler, and Zussi, all three of them, will end up as sporting legends one day. So, and deserved. Yeah, that core group is huge. 
Yeah. You know, it sucks that, like, as they get – I mean, this happens with everybody. They get a little bit older. Their performance starts falling off. You kind of get a little jaded. It's like, eh, like, people want to know now, you know, how what, do we really need Zussi in the starting lineup anymore? But, I mean, they they have done a lot for this club. So they, they deserve to be up there one day. Um, yeah, and dude, interesting you mentioned Zussi because Jalen Lindsay's getting things done all year over at Swope Park, man, coming back from an injury, yeah. putting in amazing assists – um we could very well see him a lot next year oh i wouldn't be surprised i would not be surprised if Jalen Lindsay is the starting right back for sporting kc next year um well he's putting the work he's putting the time yeah uh i you know i, I know that there were some people asking sort of about when, when it, um nathan J. on one of his questions was what will it take to get zeusy out of the starting lineup i think it's as simple as Jalen Lindsay staying healthy so that happens probably so yeah I mean, he just, they put him on the 20 under 20 list for the second year in a row. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be in the national team picture at some point. He's been playing for the youth national teams, as says Gianluca Buzio. So I think next year could be the year of Jalen Lindsay. Uh, yeah, it was devastating to see him miss the, you know, U20 World Cup this year. That that really sucked. Yeah. Yeah. It was because of injury. He didn't get that, uh, that experience. But, um, you know, he seems like he's back with a vengeance, doing well for. Swope Park, a.k.a. Sporting Kansas City 2. So Yeah, right. Swope Park, never heard of him. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, but I do want to get to the man, the myth, the legend, Daniel Shalloway. We all wondered oh boy. If, uh, if he could go an entire year and not score a goal. I think I said to you and, uh, and our friend Chris ahead of the game, I was like, Watch today. Daniel's going to get his goal. And I was mostly kidding. I wasn't like seriously predicting it because I feel like before yeah. every, every game now, we say this is it when Daniel's going to get a goal. Um, <laughs> but he did. And he didn't really have to do much to earn it other than put it away because ball uh, from Buzio, as you mentioned, bounced off the left post, came right to Shallowy, and he finished this one with authority. And you could tell yeah. how much this meant he not just to, not to him – but to the whole team, like Beasler is standing up cheering. Gerso on the bench is got a giant smile on his face. Johnny tackled Daniel and was giving him a huge hug. Everybody was so happy for him, which I just thought was so cool to see. Even though this team is eliminated, it still meant so much to, to them to have their teammate finally break his, his cold streak and put it away. I just thought it was really cool. So It was, man. It was a pretty big deal. Um. um it's it's exciting to see him finally get on the scoreboard, and very funny that his last goal was also against Portland in the postseason. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, you know, again, people had been asking, should Shallowy be in the lineup? Should we even keep Shallowy next year? Should we get rid of him? And if you look at the expected goals, he's just about exactly where he was last year as he is this year. And I've said it before, I've said it again. He overachieved last year, almost more than doubled his expected goal performance he's underachieved this year it's gonna even out he is a fine player especially for the money he makes is he an all-star no could he be one day maybe but it's definitely worth keeping him based on the salary that he's at and his homegrown status and all that so yeah i think they they definitely hang on to him dude i mean they got that hungarian heritage man peter can't cut his own no i think that's illegal by hungarian law and yeah. uh, he would get sent to the gulag. Is the gulag Hungarian? I don't know. Um, the what? 
The goulash? That's delicious. <laughs> Isn't it gulag? I'm going to look this up now. Sidebar. That was gulag. Don't begrudge us. Um, don't, don't you begrudge me, I swear to God. Gulag. Um, oh, that's Russia. This is a sidebar conversation. We, you got to shut that shit down. Oh, wow. Maybe that's not something to joke about as much. Sorry. What? Rewind. <laughs> it's a cis... This might have been a blind spot on my part that I might need to apologize for. A system of labor camps maintained in the Soviet Union in which many people died. So Really? Let's uh Well I I got Urban Dictionary came up and it said the place where Russian trolls go when they failed to live up to Daddy Putin's expectations. Yeah, well, okay. So we won't make gulag jokes anymore. Sorry about that. (laughs) Probably not the best thing to do. Moving on. Um Anywho, I'm not usually backtracking my own comments. This is a little uncharted territory. Yeah, you're usually um, you're usually cleaning up my my mess. Anywho, um, so yeah, Daniel, I think he's he's just he's gonna be fine. Um, this game we were hoping would end two one, but wouldn't you know it? Something happens in like the 83rd minute. Ilya pulled down. Um, was it Jamie Abobasi, I think, who who drew the foul? And it was such a slight pull, but it was a pull, and Abobasi went do down. I, I mean, I guess you didn't you have know, to let just... Tim let Tim step up and do his thing, man. Don't don't put him on the spot with a with a penalty. Well, that's the thing, you know. Ilya misplayed uh, the ball, like he stepped up too far and let Abobasi get behind him, and so he was probably trying to make up for it. I think he forgot he was a center back and started set, stepping up into the midfield for a second. But Tim <laughs> came up so fast that I think he would have basically point blank blocked any shot Abobasi had anyway. So, it, yeah, I think yeah. he might have. I think he I was know. stopping that shot. But, unfortunately, Ilya um, not only got a, uh, earned the penalty, but also got a red card. And I think the re- I was wondering why doesn't the like, whole, you know, double jeopardy thing apply here where you're not supposed to get a red card and give a penalty but i think it's because that's if you make a legitimate soccer play and Ilya didn't really make a legitimate soccer play he just pulled him down so yeah it's red card and then diron aspria stepped up sent the ball pretty much right down the middle and uh tim has been so good at stopping penalties doesn't get this one game ends 2-2 10 versus 9 very strange game and that's where things stand now. Portland Ernst Point. That's where things are, man. Heading down to Dallas on Sunday afternoon. And I, I don't, uh, I think we're all just ready to wash this off. Uh, we just feel yucky. It's time to just rinse it and uh, hopefully not repeat it next year. Yeah. So, um, speaking of, uh, of Dallas. Drake Ewing asked, do we throw this last game and hope Portland gets kicked out of the playoffs? <laughs> That's kind of uh, kind of like his, his spiteful perspective there. I don't like Portland, but uh, I don't know. What do you think? I don't see this no, happening. I, I don't see that happening. I think they, uh, I think they, they, they come to play, right? Oh, yeah. It's not in Peter Vermees' DNA to not come to play. Like, he might put out a lineup that is not necessarily the first-choice lineup if he thinks it's worth giving people experience. 
but he's not going to put out people and tell them don't try, or he's not going to put out a lineup that he thinks cannot be competitive in some way. So, right. You know, we're, we're eliminated. We want to end the season on a high note. Um, it would be nice to, to get a full three points from Dallas and, and kick them out. So I think it's possible. Will it happen? I don't know. Who knows? I don't know anything. I just have a podcast. I mean, they're, de- they're definitely haven't given up. I mean, the coaching's still happening. The work's still happening. I mean, they showed that um, against Portland. They, they, they were playing, dude. They are playing hard. I mean, look at the look yeah. at the emotions. The red cards would not have happened if we weren't if we didn't care. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, I think they'll play hard. I think they'll go for a win. Will they get it? I don't know. We'll see. I but, don't know either. <laughs> um, you know, looking forward a little bit. Zachary Harden asks, should any changes occur with the managerial staff? Ooh. Um, what what are what is your take on this? I don't know. I just I feel like no changes have ever really happened because we've been decent for so long. So that's interesting to think about. Um, I don't. I personally don't believe anything will. Um, I think this. I think this was a well coached team. I don't think coaching had anything to do with our our flaws and our misfortune. Yeah, I think the one thing that you could say, and and this has been sort of a point of discussion for a while, is. Do you eventually break up Peter Vermee's sort of dual role as head oh, yeah. coach and technical director? Good. Um, yeah, he. I think he likes it. Yeah, they did sort of try to kind of reshuffle things a little bit ahead of the 2019 season. Um, Brian Bliss is Sporting KC's director of player personnel. He's been with the club since uh, 2016. Um, he was actually named the club's technical director and vice president of player personnel ahead of the 2019 season. I think that's not to say that Peter Vermees doesn't still have a significant say in roster construction. Um, Peter's title now is manager and sporting director. So he's not technically the technical director anymore, anymore but he does oversee roster management scouting but he's director of sporting so which sounds right. like technical director <laughs> <laughs> right so i mean you could have you know brian bliss well, certainly <laughs> has a hand in in that but do you try to get peter to focus a little bit more on the coaching side of things and a little bit less who knows you could make the the argument that he's brought in a lot of people that that they've missed on is that peter is that brian bliss is that someone else i don't know who was responsible for johan or Andre Fontas, or C.J. Bieler, people like this that didn't necessarily work out as designated players. Um, right. I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of. But no, I don't think there will be major managerial changes. Um, I don't either. This one's interesting. Um, and it, Nathan J. asked, you know, Madronda was playing as winger for SPR. Is Vermees trying to convert him to a winger? Um, he's concerned that he is too used to playing fullback in the SKT system. I don't know sort of where people are in their fan journey for Sporting KC, but Madronda actually was a left winger for Sporting KC. Mm. Mm-hmm. Moved to fullback sort of out of necessity due to injuries. But weirdly, Peter Vermees has always said his best position is actually midfielder. So um, He can play anywhere kind of, he wants to, man. Yeah. 
he's like that super sub, jack of all trades, who you can kind of bring in. He's played at left wing sometime this year. He's played at striker for Sporting KC, more of a false nine. I think he played this year when we were um, super down on on uh, strikers after Hurtado and Namath were hurt. He's a decent fullback. He's a pretty good midfielder. I kind of like that he can play anywhere, don't you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's It's just that position. I mean, it's that type of player, like – you can plug him in wherever you need him, and and you will. Like injuries happen, and to have a guy like that that's so versatile um, is is nice. Because even even having him at left back, he plays the way Peter wants him to. Uh, whereas a left back plays as a damn winger, anyways. I mean, look at Luis Martins. Which, by the way, I don't think we'll see Jimmy at left back. Man, I think we might have found no. our left back in Luis Martins. Yeah, I mean, sorry, Seth. I know you've sort of outlasted everybody who's come to try to steal your job. I think Luis Martinez has stolen your job. So I think so, man. And and do you think so? Seth probably goes unprotected in the in the expansion draft, and uh, we probably don't sign him for next year. That's a perfect transition because that's exactly where I wanted to go next. Um, I, know. I know it is. <laughs> look at this, and they say we just wing it and don't plan. Look at this. <laughs> um, Levi Barton asked, "Who do we leave unprotected for the expansion draft?" Um, Jeremy Morgan also asked who's gone, you know, when do moves start happening. Um, expansion draft's going to be the first thing that happens, really, where, where moves will uh, will start happening. Um, you know, the, the expansion draft is set for Tuesday, November 19th. Um, when is MLS Cup? I think Sunday, November 7th, or November 10th. So this is within a week after MLS Cup. Um the list of players eligible for selection will be released Friday, November 14th. Teams can protect up to 12 players this year. It used to be 11, but it's, it's, it's 12 now. Um, homegrown players are automatically protected. Um, and if you have international players, um, you have to protect at least three international players if you have four or more, which Sporting KC does, I believe. So we have to protect, or we can protect up to 12 players, excluding homegrowns and three of them have to be international um hmm. well i'm telling you a, seth's out of contract at the end of this year he is and people who are out of contract at the end of uh, 2019 um they are eligible to be picked in the expansion draft and and they are people you can protect so you're right seth is out after this year namath's out after this year um benny is out after this year um, Hasler, Hurtado, Madranda, Shallowy, Graham Smith, Rodney Wallace, Gideon Zalalem, Andrian Zendejas, and Eric Dick. All of those people are out of contract after this year. Damn. Some of them have options, like, you know, Madranda has an option for next year. Shallowy, Smith, Zalalem all have options for the next couple of years. Eric Dick. But those are a lot of people who could be gone. Um, I don't know. If you were, I, I'm looking at the roster right now. I don't know what you have up, but, you know, Give me, like, five players, if you can, that you think we absolutely have to protect. Um, I don't know that we have to go through, like, a full 12, but, like, who can you think oh, that you're like, okay. we got to protect these guys? Well, Johnny Johnny and Felipe. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Uh, Tim Melia on there, probably Ilya, and uh, probably Beasler. Yeah, those are all those are all good. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll pick, you know five other players i guess that i think will will probably 
uh, end up protecting. Um, Homegrown are already protected, so you don't have to worry about oh, that, right? Right. I think, you know, Jimmy Madronda probably protect him. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they protect Eric Hurtado and, and keep pick up his option for next year just to throw one, you know, off the wall at you. Wow. Um, wow. Here's the thing. I mean, Roger is an international player. So you got to, you know, maybe protect him. You already said Felipe. He counts as an international. Well, I guess Felipe and Johnny and Roger. So those would be the three international players. Um, maybe Botan you protect. And then uh, who knows? Gideon Zalalem if they, if they like what they see from him. And then um, Graham Smith maybe. I don't know. Like the interesting. Well, no, Luis Martins. Okay, Luis Martins is obviously the yeah, one you protect. Um, but I mean, there are some of these guys, you know, Namath, Sinovic. Um, you, I just don't know if if those are guys. I mean, obviously, Andre Ufontes. Somebody please take him. Like we will pay you money to take Andre Ufontes. Um, it's it's just going to be an interesting one because I don't think it's it's as clear cut as it has been sometimes in years past as to who you protect. So we'll see. We'll know on uh, November fourteenth who who we're trying to protect. Right, still so. a long ways to go. I mean, we got the whole playoffs coming up, one more game oh as well, God. and uh, it's gonna be a crazy crazy October. Yeah, it's it's weird being in this position where you're like, okay, season's done. We got like three months until the next season, right? No, we got October, November, December, January, February, five and a half months just about until Sporting KC soccer again. Um, it's a long ways, man. This is a, this is going to be a long time. Um, but off season's so crazy. We've talked about it the last you know couple of years or whatever. It's been it, there's never any shortage of things to to talk about. For sure. Um, so yeah, I, I you know it'll it'll be interesting to see who who is protected. But um, you know we'll 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 know soon enough. Um, we'll see. I do know um, that there will probably be some roster changes this year. Is it going to be a total roster overhaul? Probably not. Can we get out of that Andre Ufantas contract? I have no idea. It's going to be tough. But, you know, we'll see. Um, and, and like we said before, there's still a whole collective bargaining agreement that's got to be worked out. Who knows how many designated players or what the salary cap will even be next year. So still got to figure that out too true um moving on before we talk about swope i did just want to say real quick botan Barra and christian namath were both called up uh by hungary for the euro qualifiers um won't really affect sporting kc in any way because our season will be done but uh they'll be playing um for hungary at croatia on october 10th and at home against azerbaijan on october 13th so yep. And Johnny's up with uh, with Scotland. Yep. So, good for them. I think you can watch a lot of these on ESPN Plus, which now also has oh. the Bundesliga. Right? So, That's nuts. Man, five bucks a month, ESPN Plus. It's a good deal. So, let's um, let's talk about Swope Park Rangers, aka Sporting Kansas City Two. This was just announced. That the Swope Park Rangers are no you more. You got some big thoughts on this. I I do. Um, you know, 
Let me just say. Well, mine mine was short and sweet. I was just like, yeah, makes sense. They don't play at Swope. Yeah. So that's what I was going to say. Let me say briefly at the beginning. I understand to an extent why this is happening. They don't play at Swope Park. They play at Children's Mercy Park. This is not an uncommon thing amongst MLS teams with USL affiliates. New York Red Bulls 2, Portland Timbers 2, LA Galaxy 2. Interestingly, Seattle Sounders used to have Seattle Sounders 2, and they rebranded away from that to become the Tacoma Defiance. So kind of the opposite of what Sporting KC is doing. But I guess ultimately I kind of liked the name and the brand Swope Park Rangers. I liked what they had sort of done. They made it real fun. They made it kind of kooky. Um, Hattrick Harry, their big mascot, was 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 interesting and fun. Um, did you ever go to to Swope Park for any games? I did. Yeah, I went to it a few games down at Swope Park, and there. I yeah, I thought it was a good time. My my ultimate thought on this is what this tells me. And I have no, this is all personal opinion and conjecture. This is, there's no like official information in this. But what this seems to tell me is building a, a viable USL club or building a brand or building a fan base. And this isn't breaking news, but that was never the point of now sporting Kansas City too, or then Swope Park Rangers. Right. Um, but it started to get a fan base of its own, man. They started to really do that, even though the team was not set, set in motion for that. Right. And, you know, they they started playing in Swope Park and they were playing off of Queens Park Rangers, Swope Park Rangers. I think it's very clever. Um, and then they had to move to Children's Mercy Park because of USL championship seating requirements of there needing to be at least 5,000 seats in the venue. And I think there were maybe 3,500 at Swope Park. And Children's Mercy Park obviously fulfills that requirement. But I think I saw a, a writer for the Birmingham Legion who Swope Park just just beat Birmingham um, earlier this week, said he literally counted the fans who were there, and he counted 81 in the stands. So Wow. It's just it's not getting the traction it was at Children's Mercy Park that it did at Swope Park. I feel like there had to be some sort of way to either add some seating or come up with some viable option to keep them at Swope Park, but it just seems like this was the path of least resistance for the club. I saw rumors on Twitter people wondering if there was maybe some financial issues with the club with Swope Park which that means if there's financial issues with Swope Park are there financial issues with Sporting Kansas City just seems like this was kind of the easy way out and rather than fight to keep Swope Park and keep that a viable brand they just decided to kind of roll over and say yeah whatever we don't really care if people show up at Children's Mercy Park or not that's not the point the whole point is the 90 minutes on the field maybe it's none of that in the first place because at at one time they wanted all the the MLS two teams to play in the lower division USL and yeah, uh, USL League One. Yeah, so maybe maybe they were just like, well, you know, no one else has a, you know, no one else's second team is named something totally different. So maybe they forced us to re rebrand as SKC two. But this year, Seattle Sounders they had rebranded the Sounders two to Tacoma Defiance. Did they so, really? yeah, it's like opposite of what happened. That's a this great was the name. the first year they were, yeah, they're, they're a whole separate thing. I mean, it's still part of the, you know, Seattle Sounders pipeline, but it's the Tacoma, Tacoma Defiance. Defiant? Defiance. D-E-F-I-A-N-C-E. Defiant. Yeah. That's fantastic. So, I didn't yeah. even know that. I don't watch enough USL, man. I really should. <laughs> um, 
and I just don't buy the whole, oh, this streamlines the pipeline from, you know, the um, affiliate to Academy to SKC2 to SKC1. Like, that's just all marketing spin. Like, it, it yeah, doesn't that create do any anything. meaningful change. So, huh? you know, it is what it is. But some people well, are we'll upset. see what happens. Does that mean their jerseys are going to be, like, the exact same then? I think so. Yeah. So... That's kind of a bummer. I did. I I I liked the dark blue and orange kind of color scheme that Salt Park had going on. My I thought the Park orange one the first year it came out. I was just actually thinking yesterday. Man, I'm really bummed I didn't buy the orange one because I love it. Uh, <laughs> now it might be worth something. I don't know, but I love my orange and blue and yeah, white Salt Park scarf. Off. Man, oh yeah, that's a bummer. So I don't know. I, I mean, is this something that like? I'm going to like march on, you know, sporting offices and be angry about with my pitchfork. Yes. No. Oh. <laughs> Damn <Sorry>. it. Um, <laughs> but is it something like, that kind of made me a little sad? Yeah, it, 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 it did. And no, I don't get out to Children's Mercy Park for games that often because it's so far. I was much more inclined and did go more often to Swope Park. But getting out to Children's Mercy Park on a Monday night. Oh, yeah. Seven, Swope was closer for you, huh? much closer less than half the distance they're about the same about the same for me the real question is why didn't they change the name to the children's mercy park rangers so that's right <laughs> cmpr those are those would make for some weird chants yeah um let's talk we about a couple other things cmpr <laughs> <laughs> um let, let's let's talk about a couple other things here um from around the league um before we wrap up um did you see there are rumors that diego valeri may not return to portland next year i have i have seen that there are those rumors he uh apparently wants to stay at a designated player level the timbers and i can't necessarily blame them considering his age he's going to be 32 i think don't necessarily want to pay him designated player money but i believe it was i want to say sam stashkel might have been Paul Tenorio, one of those two. Um, I believe it was one of those two. We're saying that there is an Eastern Conference team and a Western Conference team who would both, um, who or who I don't know if he said expressed interest or said that would absolutely be in for Diego Valeri if he were to move on. So I don't know. Um, it would be kind of weird to see Valeri not in a Timbers jersey. He's still a good player. Well, he is a midfielder, and we love midfielders, so bring him on over. Yeah, we'll see. Um the other news that just broke on Tuesday is NYCFC revealed their playoff stadium plan because yes. the Yankees are in the playoffs and are a very good baseball team this year and have a real shot at making the World Series. So if the Yankees advance to the American League Championship Series um, and if they play six or seven games i believe then new york city fc will not be able to play in yankee stadium for the mls eastern conference semifinal they'll have to move to city field which is where the mets play and if the yankees <laughs> they ain't making world... the playoffs right and if the yankees reach the world series not only will they not be able to play at yankee stadium for the mls eastern conference semifinal they will not be able to play at yankee stadium for the mls eastern conference final nor mls cup so they won't be able to play at their home stadium for the three biggest games in the playoffs 
and they don't know what that they're going to do crazy. for MLS Cup yet. But that's what they get for not having a stadium yet. Yeah, and I think it's hilarious because people were like, "How could you know?" The problem with MLS Cup, it's not even that the Yankees, the World Series, would be done by then. It's that the Yankees scheduled the Division Three College Football Championship at Yankee Stadium the day before. There wouldn't be enough time to turn the field for MLS Cup. So, well, it just shows they're not making NYCFC a priority. I mean, that's all that right. is. Well, and people were like, how could the Yankees do this? They're a part owner. And I was like, the Yankees could not care less about New York City FC. They get a million dollars a game from City Football Group to play at Yankee Stadium. That's what they're more interested in. So. Wow. You're right. I'm already already a Yankees fan. I grew up a Yankees fan. This just makes me even more of a Yankees fan because I am all for Team Chaos when it comes to NYCFC stadiums. So you just, if your team's not in the playoffs, then you just want to see the playoffs burn. (laughs) Right. I want to see NYCFC make MLS cup, get to host and have to play it at Red Bull arena. That is like, Oh, chef's kiss. That's what that is. I dig it. It would be perfect. Be a lot of fun. Um, other news. Tata Martino said one day he thinks the MLS will have the same relevance and popularity as the NBA which is kind of high praise for MLS. People, NBA people still is watch very NBA? Popular. <laughs> yeah. Especially now that the Warriors aren't the Warriors anymore. Um, who knows what's <laughs> going to happen this year. Um, I was going to say, but this, I tried to get into the NBA when I lived in Chicago, and it was, uh, well, you know, Bulls weren't good, so it was tough to get into it. Bulls are terrible, yeah. So, <laughs> um, But this sort of actually dovetailed with a conversation I was having earlier with somebody, and I wanted to get your thought on it trying to think about like what could make MLS more competitive, a little bit more exciting. Um, We were talking about like sort of what the NBA does and roster regulations and stuff, but it ultimately led me to have a conversation with somebody asking about raising the salary cap to somewhere. Like what if MLS just got rid of all allocation money? Like just, that's not a thing anymore. Just raise the salary cap to like 10 or $15 million per team. Cause right now it's only 4.2 you get some unknown amount of allocation money every year that ranges anywhere between two and like five or six million in allocation money. Not all teams use all their allocation money, but if you raised the salary cap, then teams would use all of that because it's free money that doesn't carry over year to year like allocation money does. Don't you think if you had a higher salary cap that it would naturally you'd get better players and then you could compete with teams maybe in Liga MX and it would just be a more fun product. I don't know why MLS wouldn't consider doing this. It wouldn't cost them that much more money. So I don't know. That's Do you, how I it's mean, supposed to work. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, do you have any thoughts on, like, do you think they should raise the salary cap? Should they get rid of designated players? Should there be no salary cap at all? Should teams be able to spend whatever they want? I don't know. What do you think? That's what I worry about. I mean, if they do raise the salary cap, is sporting going to take advantage of it? Because you know damn well every other team will. Um, I, I don't I don't see it as a bad thing at all. Yeah, I think, you know, sporting, I think, was, like, the, actually the fifth most expensive roster by salary in the league this year. Um, Mm -hmm. I think if they raised the salary cap and got rid of allocation money, teams would all take advantage of the full salary cap because it's not like if you spent, let's say the salary cap's $10 million, but you only spend seven, you don't get to save that $3 million for the next year and add it on. It just goes away. Right. So Yeah, it's not like vacation time that carries over. 
No, and it's not like allocation money, which you can save year to year. That's why like teams like the Houston Dynamo, they're spending $7 million on their roster, which is $3 million more than the salary cap, but they're not spending more because they they don't have to. Whereas if you told them you get $15 million a year, it's take it or leave it. If you don't spend it, it goes away. Well, then, yeah, they're going to spend $15 million on their roster. So, I don't know. I just think it would be fun to see it, you know, the league's still getting better year over year. I think we like to think it's farther along than it is sometimes. It's only 23 years old or whatever it is. But I just would, you know, hopefully with the CBA, we get a, a much higher salary cap this year. We'll see. That'd be nice. So. I, I don't I, – I could see it happening. Yeah, I really can. And then lastly, the last thing I wanted to talk about is um, do you have any interest in the CONCACAF Nations League? It's just about a week away. The U.S. men's national team will be playing in it for the first time. Um, you know, they're, they're probably not going to have Tyler Adams or John Brooks or Matt Miazga because they're all hurt. Um, really the biggest question is will Serginho Dest accept a call up because there were the questions of is he going to the Netherlands is he going to the U.S. if he plays for the U.S. in the Nations Cup or Nations League then he's tied for the U.S. or tied cap tied to the U.S. so do you have any interest in the Nations League or is this just you know something that is another thing that doesn't really matter until we get to World Cup qualifying Dude, short answer. I mean, not no, not really. <laughs> I don't blame you. I mean, this is. Just, I mean, Jurgen Klinsmann was saying that he thinks that Concacaf holds back the United States and Mexico from from being better, more competitive teams. Um, and he he might not be wrong. I mean, you got other teams that are playing against top European or South American competition, and you know we pat ourselves on the back for beating. Trinidad and Tobago by four goals and then you know we lose every time we play a legitimate team so yeah I don't uh I don't know maybe one day I'll be interested if sporting is a part of it but uh right now it's just kind of like whatever yeah no sporting players probably on the roster um Zussi and Beasler obviously passed their time Buzio Jalen Lindsay not quite there for the men's national team senior team so Really, yeah. I mean, you gotta you gotta admit it. USA was a lot more fun to watch when SKC people were were a part of it. Yeah, and it was more fun when we were competitive and made World Cups. So, yeah, very true. <laughs> well, we're just about at that time. I think that's about all we got. So, hey, time to say goodbye, huh? Yeah, it's uh, another week, another not sporting KC win, as we said. But hey. We're here, win or loss. So we'll be back again next week, either way. Um, thank- Same bad time. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at NoOtherPod, um, at Dan Kuzer, at JCMax03. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash NoOtherPod. Shoot us an email, NoOtherPod at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star rating and review, <laughs> preferably five stars. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. We'll uh, we'll be back at you next week. But until then, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll see y'all later. Bye. We're five star men.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.